You're listening to Donna this morning here on Hawkesbury Radio and I'm joined by Chief Inspector Gary Sims. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm very well, thanks Donna. Thanks for the invitation. That's okay. Like We're happy to have you in here this morning. So you've popped in um, with Summer now on us. Um, it's, it's really important to speak about water safety, inland water safety. Um, we were just having a chat before. Um, I know I'm not from the area. I'm from, from out Blacktown area and um, the importance of water safety in summer, you've got the silly season coming up and you have people um, wanting to go for little swims in the lakes and the, the rivers. And Can we have a little bit of a chat about water safety? Look, that would be a great pleasure. Uh, it's a, an area that we're very concerned about. Uh, every year in the Hawkesbury, we have incidents that police and SES respond to. And unfortunately, a lot of those drownings are preventable. They, um, I mean, a lot of the drownings, are we... Obviously, you've got uh, people who are out there having a drink on their boats, people by rivers having a couple of drinks, barbecue. Then you've got kids who wander off from families. Um, a lot of those accidents, obviously, they're, they're preventable. Um, as I said, silly season right now, warmer weather. People are going to seek a little bit of refuge in cold water and go for a, for a dip. Well, the river is very attractive at this time of year. It is. We've got um, hot weather coming up during the week. It's going to reach uh, the low 40s. And it will attract a lot of people into the Hawkesbury River and also the Colo River. And they are areas where we've had uh, problems before. And we're really embarking on an education program, uh, including reaching the community through Hawkesbury Radio, Mm -hmm. to uh, just remind people to um, pass on, in particular, to visitors to the Hawkesbury, some of the perils of inland waters. So we're talking about, I mean, we've got rivers, lakes, dams, creeks... Um, they pose like many safety risks but you've said it is important to ask someone who is familiar with the area for advice if you are unsure about the waterway. That's right. When we look at our figures um, in um, 2017-2018, 98 people drowned in New South Wales. 98 people? 98 people um, and, and uh, the majority of those uh, are males and a lot of the incidents occur on Sunday afternoons oh. and that can be after people have uh, relaxed, they've had some lunch, maybe had a drink and they enter the waterway. I'd like to remind people that with uh, rivers in particular, that the river you swim in today isn't the same as the one that you swam in the day before. Mm. The very nature of the riverbed can change with, uh, with currents, uh, snags and objects under the water, and they can provide uh, risks to people that aren't familiar with the area. And there's yeah. a couple of tips you can do just to keep yourself a little bit safer. Um, what are some of the things people can do to keep themselves safer? Um, I mean, obviously... Um, asking advice, like if there's, if say they're out um, and they see like police or especially like, look, as I said, Leon and I aren't from around here. So I go out, um, say to Hawkesbury River and I'm, or out to Colo for a picnic and um, and I've got my little people with me. Um, I've got them, they're going to want to dive in the water and go for a swim and I'm not familiar with the area. And as you said, you know, like you don't know what's under that surface. You don't know how deep it is. You don't know what's under there. Um responsible parenting is obviously probably the first thing be a responsible parent but who do they talk to who who can they where can they go to get some advice about water like out in areas how do they research that sort of even just general conversation before you enter the water it would be quite normal to say to someone is the is the water cold um ask how deep it is here just have that conversation ask if there's a current if you're not certain, you can easily just throw uh, some leaves or some twigs onto the river mm-hmm. and that'll give you an indication of which direction the current's flowing yeah. and how strong it is. And uh, it doesn't take much for people to get into difficulty 
if there's any current that's present. So you need to be very aware of that. Uh, definitely don't have people diving in head first. Uh, you don't know what's under the water. No. How deep the water is. And uh, quite simply, just use a, a stick or some other uh, device to see how deep the water is. To measure the water depth. Measure the water depth. Yep. Yeah. And, and go, go feet first. Feet uh, first. Yeah. No. And we no. want to w avoid any sort of neck and head injuries by diving in and hitting a rock. So just take it nice and steady. And remember, it can be slippery. And go in feet first. Go in feet first. Uh, cold water. So cold water temperatures in rivers, lakes and dams can drop to freezing levels in uh, winter. Um, so can cause cold water shock when you fall in. So obviously we're in summer, but this is an all year round thing because you do have people all year round who think, oh, I'm going to go for a bit of a dip. Had a couple of drinks. Let's go for a little. Oh, yeah. Donna, it is very, very important to uh, to avoid swimming if you have been drinking alcohol. Of course. It, um, it can cause just uh, issues there that uh, could cause a tragic accident. Now, particularly with water, in inland water ways, the uh, water surface temperature can be uh, quite warm because it's heated up by the sun. Mm -hmm. You've only got to go down a foot or so and you will get colder water. It's called a thermocline, where the water below the surface is actually colder than the surface water. So if you have someone who, uh, say, dives down and they hit that colder water, mm -hmm. it, it can provide a bit of a shock or a cramp. And from the cramp, they can get into difficulty, which leads me to my next tip, that even if you are a strong, confident swimmer, you should be wearing some type of flotation device. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, inland waterways are not patrolled by lifeguards. Um, so if someone gets into trouble, um, there's really no one there that can assist. And, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a very dangerous thing to sort of throw yourself into go out and go for a swim if you're on your own and um we don't have lifeguards and stuff out here that's a very good point the other day i was out uh, patrolling along the uh, area near the Colo river beautiful scenic area uh, just on sunset the river looked very very inviting and there's no one around so it'd be uh, a little bit careless just to go into the water on your own mm. when you think of people uh, swimming at beaches uh, they swim uh, with people in between flags and they're, uh, they tend to be with people. Whereas uh, in the rivers, they look for somewhere a little bit quieter. But if you're on your own, uh, you've got no one to help you. No, no, you don't. And uh, you said uh, when we were having a chat before that there were 98 people who have drowned that's right. in New South Wales. So yes. that, that's a, a lot of people. Um, it's, it's sort of, it's, you don't, I guess... You don't see it on the news every day, so you don't know what's happening. Like you see them few and far between. That's right. And when you think that uh, that number is 98, but that's um, someone's father, uh, someone's son, someone's brother, you know, the, the family members and the valuable people in the community. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the effect of losing people like that is, is very tragic. And also, you know, there's the impact on the, the first responders who have to deal with the drownings. It's, it's not a, a pleasant thing to have to deal with. We often have to get our police divers out to uh, search and recover for people that have drowned and have gone underwater. And sometimes it takes days to recover uh, a person after they're drowned. So it's a, it's a big impact on the community and we all need to work together to make the waterway safer. Oh, and, and I think that was one, one of the key things you just mentioned, first responders, and a lot of people do forget about... Um, they, they, they do forget that when deaths and tragedies occur, it does affect first responders. They are left with those memories for the rest of their, their lives. That's right. And and yeah. You know, we will always respond to, to assist in those situations, but it's just that uh, that ripple effect that goes through. Of course. So uh, every uh, every drowning just has an impact on, on the entire community, and it's a, it's a terrible thing, and we'd 
uh, like uh, very, very much for it to, to be a lot safer. And when some of these, I mean, these runnings are, are preventable and it's just having, um, get, having a little bit of knowledge about where you're about to go, what water you're about to get into, understanding, as you said, you know, there's different, um, the dangers around inland waterways, currents and fast-flowing water. Um, checking, like throwing a couple of leaves and sticks out, have a look there, the depth of the water before you, you dive in. That's right. Um, go in feet first, not head first. Yes. Um, there are a lot of um, rocks, um, tree branches, other items could be in that water. You don't know what you're jumping into. That's right. And even with uh, people using uh, the mechanical devices in the water, uh, last summer here in the Hawkesbury we had a, a double drowning on a, on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, two, um, it was actually three men on a jet ski. Uh, one, one survived, but uh, two drowned. Now, none of those men were wearing life vests and none of them could swim, and yet they took a jet ski onto the river. It, uh, they lost, their, uh, lost control of it and they were uh, thrown into the river and uh, two of them unfortunately drowned. That's tragic and it's, um, again, something that, that's preventable. That's um, right. And it's it's hard when we sit here and we hear these things because, as I said, you don't hear about this all the time in the media. We're not. I'm not hearing about this on on TV. You hear about things few and far between. And but 98 deaths. That's um, that's too many. That's what. That's one every fortnight. That's right. When you consider those are compressed over the, the uh, normally over the summer months, mm-hmm. so it is quite frequent. Quite frequent. And out here in the Hawkesbury, we are surrounded by a lot of lovely, beautiful water in these areas and it is tempting to go out uh, unfortunately we have a lot of fire out here at the moment so it's hard to get out to places like colo to the river but i know that they are perfect little spots people like to go out have a picnic have a few drinks have some lunch or, or whatever and and go for a little dip in the water oh look and in no way are we saying to uh, to avoid enjoying no. the, um, the the benefits of the rivers but what we're just uh, urging people to do is to uh, approach it with safety so they can continue to enjoy it uh, this year and next year and the years uh, as they roll on and what we'll do is we will post um, a list of some of the dangers we'll post those on our facebook page and um we'll try and we're going to we'll include some links and obviously over the summer we'd love to have you come back in have a chat to us more and we hope that we can raise a little bit of awareness and have people. It's it is it's being aware, being alert, knowing what you're going to do. Go out there, be safe. Don't make silly decisions. That's right. It's uh, just plan your swim and um, follow the plan when you're in the water. And if you follow the the simple basic tips that uh, you'll post up for us, you'll find that the the waterways will become a lot safer for uh, everyone that uses them. And and I think it's also and as you say, you know, you've urged people to have the conversation. Um, have it with your family and friends who are going to come and visit the Hawkesbury and use the inland water out here. Have that conversation. Remind people, like as I said, Leon and I aren't from around here. There are things that we wouldn't have thought about. And oh. honestly, I'm I'm embarrassed to admit I'm 40, but I wouldn't have thought about any of these things here because I, I just wouldn't have thought about them. No, well, it's it's an environment that's unfamiliar to a lot of people. And you look at a river and it looks calm, it looks still, and it doesn't look as though there's any dangers there. Mm. But uh, you're moving out of a natural environment and anyone that spends time around water needs to know those, uh, those basic tips. And obviously also knowing basic first aid and uh, life-saving techniques such as uh, CPR. Yeah, I, I, well, I can't stress enough the importance of knowing um, even some basic CPR. Um, you don't have to go out and... Uh, it'd be great if if everybody could afford to go out and do a CPR course or first aid course and, and learn all of those things. It would be fantastic. But even having that basic knowledge and knowing 
um, what to do when you're in a situation. And if you are in a situation or you're with, obviously you're with somebody who's in a situation where they are unfortunately stuck in a car and something's happening, I guess the first thing is call for help, but don't panic. Just try and stay calm. Yes, the moment um, a situation occurs on a waterway, that uh, that call to triple O is uh, very important so we can respond uh, quickly and, and provide the assistance as needed. And if you are going out and about swimming in some of these waterways this summer, um, make sure family and friends or someone knows where you're... If you're going by yourself, I mean, we'd advise you not to go out by yourself, but if you do, um, let somebody know where you're going. Let them know where you're going and what time you're expected to return so that if you and your swimming partner aren't back at the time that you're supposed to be, that we can uh, start uh, doing something about it. Absolutely, and that's that's one of one of the important things for people. I think need to take away from this today. It's it's you know the awareness, but also um, letting people know where you're going um, because we we don't want anybody to get in a situation where no. something happens and uh, nobody knows until. <laughs> A while it's, it's later, too late, it's right. too late. Yeah. Um, we would love to have you come back in over the summer. We know you've been busy. Um, unfortunately, we do have ah, this, all these fires around at the moment. So, on behalf of all of us here at Hawkesbury Radio, we want to thank you and all the other first responders who are out there. Um, the police play a, play a big, active role um, in assist in assisting the fire, the fireies, and it's just it's so tragic um, just to see all the lives that have been impacted, homes lost, wildlife displaced. It's, it's really hard. It is hard. But on the, uh, on the other side, I, I find a lot of uh, good things uh, out of what's happening. The, uh, the, the community spirit has uh, brought people together. Our, our volunteer firefighters who have come from our own brigades and from uh, nearby, uh, people from interstate. I, was, I spent some time talking to some Victorians uh, last week they're up here for, uh, they've given up two weeks of their time to come wow. and fight fires here. They're away from their family, away from their work, and uh, their own communities have their own issues, but people are banding together. And the, the cooperation has, has been fantastic. And when I, I seen on the news the other day that uh, I think it was 39 fires have come in from Canada. That's right. And uh, they're giving up their Christmases with their families to come here and help us. And are they in for a shock at uh, Canada this time of year? They'll be surrounded by uh, snow. snow and cool weather. I actually had a... Do you know what? It's funny you say that because on this day in 1948, and that was, you know, many, many years before you were born, I said to the chief earlier, looks about 25. Um, in Canada, it was 87 degrees below zero. Wow. So yeah. on this day in 1948, so you yeah. can imagine, you're right, what they're coming into. So that was in Yukon, um, and it was a weather record. It was set that day because it dipped down below 87. So that that's not Fahrenheit, that's Celsius. Yeah. So that is freezing. That's right. So they're coming out here. Yeah, and we've got um, 44 forecast for uh, for next week. But some of our <laughs> some of our fires. Um, they're not what they've that not what they deal with over there. Like these are, I know they have some pretty big fires, but what we have here is is catastrophic. It's I can't remember how many hectares we've set, we've lost, but it's it's a lot. And when you're looking at the size of it on the map, it's like the it's bigger than Sydney. I think the fire perimeter's um, grown to about seven hundred and twenty kilometres now, just the perimeter of it. Wow! And um, a lot lot of work still being done. I came from a briefing this morning at the, the RFS and they are just throwing so much resources and effort into um, keeping people safe. 
And it is. We, one of our own presenters last week, he was uh, out at Colo Heights, I think it was, um, and he couldn't he couldn't leave. He was sort of stuck in there. And, and it, it's uh, my auntie lives at Blackslands Ridge, and um, when I see things pop up about Currajong and Blackslands Ridge and I start to think about my auntie and I hope she's okay up there because about, I think it was 15 years ago, there were some pretty bad fires in the area and I remember driving up there and my uncle chose to stay home and they're on Blackslands Ridge Road and he chose to stay home and, and fight the fires. But it was just when you're driving and you're seeing like things falling onto your car and it's like, oh, that's on fire, what's that? It's mm. a very, very... As, uh, look, when you're a teenager, you don't think. You're like, oh, fine. Yeah. But um, I think that's that's something we need to sort of say to people too. Like if there's a fire area and there's an exclusion zone, if you don't need to be there, stay away. Oh, definitely. That is a very uh, sound advice. The Rural Fire Service uh, website has a lot of advice on, on preparing your house for fire. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have a fire plan and know the uh, the triggers for it when it needs to be put into place. And if, uh, if your plan mm-hmm. is to leave, we... Uh, we suggest people leave early while the roads uh, are safer. Mm-hmm. That the smoke impacts the roads very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we want is um, any fatalities in the Hawkesbury. Oh, no, we don't. We don't want any fatalities. And I think it, it is um, uh, listening. Um, they have a, a great app, Fires Near Me um, and RFS. It's RFS Now. That's their, their app. Um, such an informative app and it's good to sort of keep an eye on those things and if they can't like if if people not everyone has the internet there are people who still don't have that technology um and if they're listening to the radio now and if things are are happening and they're not sure they can always ring their local police station and just have a chat or ring you know and just say hey look i'm out here um is there any danger to my area because not everybody some people are isolated and don't have this communication that's right that's where our community radio and the abc the national broadcast of emergencies is uh, very vital and we remind people in those situations to uh, have a radio that uh, can be powered by uh, batteries and have mm-hmm. batteries that are in a working condition because if power goes down and that's the only radio that you have you are going to be isolated so people do need to have a home safety kit a battery operated radio a torch uh, plenty of water and um, adequate uh, clothing to protect them from any approaching fire. And that's something we we're actually will put this uh, a little list together and put it on our our social media too because we have put up a list before about you know what to pack and be prepared to go. Um, but but if in the event that you are going to stay at your home or you can't leave, um, you need to have a, a little bit of an action plan there just to make sure um, you, you stay as safe as possible. And these fires are unpredictable. Well, they are, and it, it's very important for people with families to um, remember to include the children in the planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to the children, uh, settle them down, because they will be worried about the um, impact and approach of fire. But if you can communicate to them that you have a plan in place and you've got everything you can do to keep them safe, it helps <laughs> the, the welfare of the children as well. Oh, it does. I read a story uh, last week or the week before online, a young teenage girl that had a fight with a, her mum and her stepdad, and... They're surrounded by bushfire and she stormed off. She left and she was walking through fire areas and uh, it was actually somebody from the media out out there had seen this young girl walking barefoot and stopped and she Mm. was just so upset because she'd had a fight with a family and you just think these young kids, they don't think. And meanwhile, her mum and her stepdad are at home trying to flee because of fire and here's this young girl angry Mm. but yet she could have died. Yes, oh, very easily. The... um with the smoke and the embers that are around and things, uh, trees falling, which is uh, one of the reasons why the Putty Road has so many closures at the moment. 
there are trees that have been impacted by fire and uh, while they're uh, working very hard to uh, knock those trees down, it's just not safe on the roads at the moment. And even in areas that have been uh, impacted by fire, mm -hmm. wandering through to have a look isn't a, a very safe thing to do because the, the trees are very unstable and uh, they can fall without notice and um, cause serious injury to people. In fire, where fire comes heat, and um, even if you're walking through an area and you think, oh, okay, it, it looks like it's it's fine, you can still find a lot of that stuff in those areas. It may not look hot, but it can be quite quite dangerous to, to That's touch. That's right, very dangerous. Um, and people, I know because we have a lot of wildlife, sadly we've lost a lot of wildlife, um, and I know there are a lot of people out there who are thinking, oh, I'll go for a walk, see what I can find. If there's an animal, a koala or whatever, let's rescue it. Don't. Leave it for the people who, like wires and, and places like that, who are qualified. Leave it for the fireys. When they're out and about, if they see an animal that's injured, I know they're, they're not going to walk away. You no. know? Um, and I think people need to sort of, as I said before, if you're not meant to be in the area, stay away. That's right. It, uh makes it a lot safer for everyone, a lot easier to manage and um, we, we don't need uh, people to uh, suffer things that they, they can avoid. We're expecting the next few weeks are going to still be quite chaotic um, all around Sydney with the fire situation. Sadly we're not looking at having any reprieve from rain for, for a little while, not enough to dampen the water, like the dampen the, the fire area enough so it's going to be a long few weeks and we here at Hawkesbury Radio thank everyone who, who are out there, time away from their families, putting their lives. I was I was reading a story about a fireman who was diagnosed with stage 4 melanoma and he just said, no, you know what, I'm going back to work because I want to help people. Yes. And that's beautiful. Uh, there's a, a lot of, lot of uh, very brave men and women out there that are working very hard and long hours. 18-hour shifts, some of them. That's right. Yep and um, they are um, giving you their own time and they've had a lot of support from the community they're uh, dropping in different items for them and encourage them and we've done that yeah and yeah. Um, they uh, really appreciate it and you know leading up to uh, to christmas it's uh, it's very important that we remember the work that they are doing and hopefully they can get some time to spend with their family oh i couldn't agree more and and we um we here at hawksby radio we put a little little parcel together and just dropped it off just to say thank you you know some muesli bars and gum and water and just some things they can grab and go because we know they don't have time to stand there and make a lunch before they go out for a fire like a lot of them have food in their pockets and they're just eating and and, right. and running and um it's a really hard dicey situation out here at the moment it, it is still pretty smoggy out there as you can see i look like rudolph because of me blowing my nose constantly um but even towards sydney itself it's just, the sky is just orange. Well, we have fires to the north, south and west. Mm -hmm. And Sydney being in that basin is going to uh, be with us until mm -hmm. there's a wind shift and uh, cleans things up. So it is going to be an uncomfortable couple of days. But coming with the wind, they're, they're, the wind also can bring danger too. Fire danger, so it's a catch-22 situation, isn't it? That's right. We need the wind. We need. It's like when we have the rain, I, I have people going, oh, we've got rain, I'm so excited to have rain, and I go... Yeah, but sometimes with the rain comes the lightning and with the lightning can come more danger. That's right. So, And the, uh, the heavy uh, drenching rain is still forecast to be uh, February at least. Oh, so really? We are a long way from uh, substantial rain. And we do have level two water restrictions beginning on uh, the 10th. So people need to be mindful too of water usage and particularly um, 
you know, when it is hot outside and you've got dry ground. So there's a lot of things. I mean, we've spoken about a lot of things today, but level two water restrictions are commencing from the 10th and people need to... Big fines, so... Yes, they are. And they will be enforced. There will be people out um, looking after those uh, those areas and we know that it will uh, uh, raise a lot of attention if people are, are breaching them. So people uh, saying they weren't aware of the restrictions, there's no defence to it, and they, they will be issued with an infringement notice. Yeah, no, good. And um, and I will say, like, it's been a pleasure having you in here this morning, but one more thing before we go. Um, it's hot. It is the silly season, as we said. If you are out and about and you see a child, somebody who's elderly and may not look like they're able to um, respond or speak as well or, or, or an animal in a car, Call Triple O. Yeah, call Triple O and we'll have a car there as soon as we can. We respond to those jobs uh, very quickly because it only takes uh, minutes for the temperature in a car to become uh, catastrophic to uh, to your health and uh, we view that very seriously. Uh, you know, we remind people that it's easy to think, well, I'm just popping into the shop for, mm. a, uh, for a minute. You can get held up in the shop in a queue or bump into someone. Just make an honest, uh, forgetful uh, moment and someone's left in a car that shouldn't be, particularly uh, animals um, and, as you said, small children and elderly, and it's uh, just not worth it. It's just a matter of taking your time and, like the waterways, planning what you do mm-hmm. and uh, be aware of the consequences if you um, ignore the, the perils of the, um, the the heat. Yeah, the heat. The heat is... Uh, I uh, read yesterday online that um, it can be 43 degrees outside, but that car temperature can raise by an extra 20 degrees within under 10 minutes. That's right. Um, and even sitting in the car, if you think, oh, I'm just going to leave the air conditioner on for... You leave your child in the car, oh, I'm just going to leave the air con on, I'm ducking into the shop. Well... You're facing a couple of little dangers there. Firstly, even with an aircon running in a car that's still, it still doesn't cool the car down as much as you think it does. You still, but also then you have uh, the risk of somebody deciding they're going to jump on in and take off with your car and your little person. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, be be a, be alert, be aware. Um, water safety. We will post some tips on social media, um, and then also for people who, some of the fire awareness things i think it's important um people stay aware and alert um yeah it's just the community working together it uh, is. the benefits of community uh, radio is that we reach so many more people um, it's understandable that the national radio channels aren't going to uh, take a much of an interest in, in local issues because of their audience that's why we encourage people to support local radio stay in tune with what's happening uh, in their own area and uh, have that open communication with people that can pass on safety tips for them. Ah, definitely. And uh, we thank you. We will post some of these, the the dangers here and some of the tips, and we're going to have a podcast of this um, posted on our social media later on today um, so people can come back and have a listen. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's a a great opportunity. We welcome uh, the chance to to speak to the community, and we are very engaging. Our our mission at uh, Hawkesbury is to work with the community to reduce uh, violence, crime and fear. And uh, that covers a whole range of aspects. Uh, majority of our work isn't uh, catching uh, bad people. Our majority of the work is working with the community to make, um, make the Hawkesbury safer. Make the Hawkesbury safer and then it's... And then uh, Safer Hawkesbury also extends out into the communities, you know, far and wide as well. And, um, and that it is important, I think, people... Uh, sometimes people look at the uniform and they think uh, you're scary bad guys and unapproachable, but you're not. Um, you, you're here to do a job and you're here to, to help and 
Um, coffee with a cop is always a great day for people. Yes, yeah, um, they are. They're, they're very good days. And our, our command has a very active uh, social media site. Mm-hmm. We've run a lot of seminars during 2019. We had a focus on uh, seminars for uh, for the elderly, mm-hmm. our senior citizens in terms of um, internet safety, elder abuse and road safety. We've run seminars for, for parents um, so they know what uh, type of risks are involved with their children using the internet. So we've engaged with uh, the community in a big way during uh, 2019 and we'll be doing uh, more of the same uh, next year. And it'd be great to have you guys come in whenever like we can sit down, have a yarn and talk about some of these things because um, I've got a teenager and uh, internet safety, that's a big thing. That's huge. Um, it is huge and it, now he's got a mobile so that's even scarier yeah. and um, I said to him one day, show me your mobile and he goes, no. And I went, listen mate, you're under 18, I pay the bill, give me your phone. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And he goes, no, no, that's okay, I can contact your service provider and see who you're messaging and I'll call every number. <laughs> and he sort of looked at me and he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of things we can sit down and have a chat about. School holidays coming up, so kids do get bored. Um, kids are, and I understand as a parent, sometimes you just, oh, please just go play the PlayStation or, you know, go sit on YouTube because six weeks of having kids at home, as much as I love them, mm. I have a few grey hairs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah. I think parents need to, it is having that awareness. What are your kids doing? Who are they talking to? There are a lot of uh, very simple rules you can impose in your house to make the internet safer. And um, we'll be running seminars next year uh, using a, a program called Think You Know. And it's uh, developed by the Australian Federal Police <laughs> and internet providers. And it looks at the, the risks that um, children and teenagers can be exposed to. Mm-hmm. And there's um, you know, quite serious ones that can impact um, their, um, their physical safety mm-hmm. and also their mental well-being as well. So all those areas are uh, topics that we, uh, we engage on a regular basis just to um, share information with people and, and discuss these things. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, think You Know, is it, is it? What is it, Think You Know? Yeah, Think You Know. Think You Know. I'll have a look. I'll, I'll read into that and come back next year and have a chat about us when, that, when that's out and about because I think it's important. That's a message that definitely needs to be spread as a mum. I think um, when I've had my 14-year-old come out and say to me, uh, last summer he wanted to go and meet someone and I went, who? And he said his friend's name. I said, well, it's a bit hot. How's he getting here? He said, oh, he's riding. I said, all the way from blah, blah, blah. He said, yeah, well, no, no, no. I'll drive you to his house. Mm. I'll pick him up. I'll, I'll ring his mum. And uh, all of a sudden when I said I was going to ring his mum or go and pick him up, my son goes, oh, I forgot he's still in New Zealand. And I went, no, no, no. And I knew straight away and he went upstairs and I went and sat down with him and I had that chat and he was talking to a girl that he'd met through a friend online. And I said, but you've never met this girl. You don't know who she is. You don't know if she's a girl. And I think kids, um, they're so naive um, at 14. They don't, they don't sense that danger. <laughs> that no, no, they are, they're very trusting. And they haven't um, had that exposure to the risks that can be, uh, can be there. And it's just a matter of uh, being safe, being cautious and, and respectful behaviour and being able to talk about things. And that's the, the key to it is parents being able to sit down and... Um, talk to their children mm-hmm. and maintain that good relationship with them and um, and also role model things uh, for them. You, you can't tell your uh, your children to not spend so much time on the phone if you're sitting down. If you're sitting there and you're like this. That's right. Yeah, yeah. especially at dinner table. Like I have that rule at the dinner table. You sit down and have dinner, um, put your phone down. You don't, we're sitting there having a chat. 
you don't need your headphones on and your phone attached to your son. Put it down. Like, talk to me. I know you're 14, but (laughs) talk to me. I um, hold the view that as a community, we've never been better connected with with technology and uh, things that can do marvellous, marvellous things. But at that time of being so connected, we've never been more disconnected. Absolutely true. And, um, you know, uh, another area that I do a lot of work in uh, voluntarily is with uh, Are You OK, the suicide intervention people. Yeah. And we, uh, we know that uh, isolation is, is a big cause of um, problems with mental health and it can lead to, uh, to uh, risk of suicide. So we, we do uh, encourage people to, you know, put the devices down and uh, do old-fashioned things and, and talk to one another and just build good connections and have a strong community. And that's what Are You OK Day is all about. It's asking, you know, opening up conversation, having a chat. Um, I said last week on radio, I lost my brother to suicide in 2012. And even though he did try and reach out and and speak, um, his mental health just, he wasn't getting, sadly for him, the right help. And um, and he just, he he decided it was the only way out. That's right. um, And I mean, as a teenager, I went through a few things and... I didn't talk, and I'm, I'm look. I'm still here, but things can go many different ways. Um, yes. So it's important um, to to have that conversation too. That's right. And every day is Are You Okay Day? Absolutely, it is. Not yes. just one day of the year; it's every day. It's every day. Maintaining those connections, checking in with people, and the programs that uh, that we offer uh, give people the skill on how to recognise the signs and how to start that conversation and how to encourage people to take action to uh, turn things around and not everyone is um not everyone is in a in a mental health position where they um are aware of what they're doing and how they're thinking because your thoughts can become quite erratic so it's important for the people around if if you're noticing someone's acting different they're not the same they're just more withdrawn ask them are you okay what's going on you're not yourself because when not everybody i've last year i said to you i was diagnosed with heart failure three years ago and I did spend a few days thinking, I can't cope, this is too much. And uh, I had that moment of clarity. Um, not everybody has that moment of clarity. No. And the, the message that uh, Are You OK delivered in 2019 was um, trust the signs, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. If you think there's something wrong, chances are there is. Yeah. And to um, just have that conversation. It, it really can change a life just by uh, showing someone that uh, someone cares for them and asking that question and giving them the opportunity to open up and uh, say, well, now that you ask, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. And um, there's lots of uh, things that can be done. You don't need to be a mental health professional to have that conversation. And our our theme is that um, we just encourage people to take action, whether it's through their GP, through Lifeline, on uh, 13, sorry, 131114, uh, a wonderful resource for people that, that are having issues. And once they get the encouragement from someone, uh, big opportunity and big chance that they will take that up. Ah, and and I mean, this time of year is a very hard year, a hard time of the year for people. Some people don't have family; they have no one. And uh, particularly around Christmas, people are more vulnerable when they are on their own and they have no one. And it's it's a sad time of year for a lot of people. Well, sometimes the problem comes because they do have family. <laughs> well, yeah, that can be the case too. No, no, situations where they only get together once a year, and yeah. when they do get together, they realise there's a reason why they don't get together. And once there's a year. fights, and when sometimes when alcohol gets involved, right. and you know, um, um, families that um, 
have a lifestyle where there's uh, been a split up and children's supposed to be returned at a certain time and someone's mm-hmm. running late. So we just um, really, not from a policing perspective, but just from a community, just say to one another, just be kind, uh, be considerate and, and realise that uh, we're all in this together. Yeah. And um, that um, that aspect of kindness is, is so important to uh, just be kind to each other and realise that uh, a lot of people have their own issues that they're going through and you don't know what uh, battles they're facing. So uh, please, just uh, just be kind. I like that. Just be kind. Just be kind. Just be kind. I like that. Thank you again for joining us here this morning. It's an absolute pleasure. We're, we're going to let you go and do some work. <laughs> we, would, we would kidnap the chief and have yeah. him here all day, but unfortunately I think we'd have a few cars out in the driveway looking for you soon. So <laughs> kind of comes with the territory, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, there's... Uh, Always, uh, always something to do. I want to get around and uh, visit some of the communities that have had some issues with fire, just uh, show our support, listen to uh, what they're experiencing and just make certain they're okay. So it's going to be a busy weekend, but um, we've got uh, good experienced crews on this weekend. The Hawkesbury has adequate resources to assist the community if the fires do uh, uh, flare up again. Mm-hmm. I want to reassure people that um, we're there to help keep you safe and uh, we'll do everything we can to make sure that happens. Well, hopefully we might get you back in before Christmas to sit down and have another little bit of a chat about how things are going out here in the Hawkesbury. It'd be lovely to have you back out here. Thank you very much, Donna.